Welcome to this podcast by the Grand Piano Series from the beautiful Vanderbilt Presbyterian Church in Naples, Florida. I'm Mark Travis. And for more than 20 years, it's been my pleasure and privilege to work with some of the world's finest musicians, from my current day job as media production director for the New York Philharmonic, to the hundreds of broadcasts and recordings I've directed and produced, not just in New York, but for Lyric Opera of Chicago, the Philadelphia Orchestra, the Milwaukee Symphony, the Bavarian State Opera, the Swiss Romand Orchestra, and many, many others. And so I'm thrilled to now be presenting performances from one of the most exciting new art series in the country, the Grand Piano Series. For this episode, we present a recital featuring the talents of St. Petersburg native Ilya Yakushev, who will present a program that includes works by Haydn, Gershwin, and Mussorgsky. Ilya will be on hand to share some of his thoughts behind the program with us, and I think you'll thrill not only to his playing, but to the sound of the incredible 10-foot, 2-inch Fazioli F308 featured on this series. We'd like to thank the Brooks and Joanne Fortune Family Foundation, the Larry and Judy Halpin Charitable Foundation, as well as our corporate season sponsors, Sixth Sense Dental and All Seasons Naples. The Grand Piano Series is committed to preserving a pinnacle of human artistic achievement and our common cultural heritage with the great piano literature by facilitating performances, masterclasses, and lectures by pianists of the highest caliber. We aim to introduce this literature to audiences in Florida and beyond, as well as deepen our shared musical understanding. More information is available when you visit us online, grandpianoseries.com. The recital program we're about to hear features three works, Haydn's Piano Sonata in D major, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue as adapted for solo piano, and Modas Mussorgsky's Pictures at an Exhibition. Our pianist Ilya Yakushev discussed his reasons for selecting these particular pieces. Well, first of all, it was a matter of time restrictions. You were talking one hour of music, and one hour of music is kind of tricky because it's not a half of the program. It's not a whole program of two halves when you do about an hour and a half of music. So you had to make sure to not only present different styles, but make it also interesting for the listener. With the picture set and exhibition on the program, it is necessary to have some fun as well, because as fun as picture set and exhibition might seem, it's a highly philosophical work that needs a lot of so-called brain work, you know, when you're sitting and you're actually using your imagination, you're not just purely enjoying the music. So I decided that I'm going to do two halves of somewhat different music in terms of character, for example. Haydn and Gershwin are somewhat similar in terms of positivity in the music material, yet they're very, very far apart in terms of time when it was written. So we have two guys that were living, what, 200 years apart, yet the music carries that same positivity in both Haydn and, and Gershwin. And Gershwin, with his absolutely extrovert, for the most part, music, which also doesn't really need for the listener to flex his or her brain, is very beautiful music that you're so used to hearing played by piano and orchestra. And this particular version is for piano alone, obviously, and uh, it's a piece that, that everybody loves so much. And it, it relaxes the audiences enough so that they don't feel tired after the first 30 minutes of music. And then you enter the pictures at an exhibition, which is, of course, a journey through some of the most philosophical music that you hear from that period. And all three had a new voice, 
had something new to add to the world of classical music at their time. They opened doors for other composers during that time. And um, honestly, it's, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit on the heavier side, meaning Rhapsody and Mussorgsky back to back like this. But I think that people that are coming to the concert are probably going to enjoy the program. We speak a lot in musical circles about the music of Haydn providing basic nutrition to musicians. And Ilya spoke about the effect he believes Haydn has on his own artistry. Well, it organizes you. It sort of disciplines you. I'm doing the D major sonata. is a classic example of Haydn being very traditional, very strict about the form and structure, with a very a Baroque second movement and a very Scarlatti-like third movement, which makes it a very entertaining piece before anything. This sonata is one of only a few works that Haydn wrote before his London residency that has remained a repertoire staple, and you can easily hear why. It opens playfully, gives us opportunity to swoon a little in the slow movement, and then Haydn delivers a big tune at the end that audience members can whistle on their way home. And now let's hear the piano sonata in D major by Joseph Haydn. The pianist is Ilya Yakushev. Thank you. 
recorded live at the Vanderbilt Presbyterian Church, that was Ilya Yakushev performing the Sonata in D Major by Joseph Haydn. We turn next to a fascinating solo piano adaptation of Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Here once again is Ilya Yakushev.
Rhapsody in Blue by George Gershwin. Ilya Yakushev was the pianist. The performance was recorded live in Naples, Florida, as part of the Grand Piano Series. This program concludes with a staple of the Russian piano literature and one of Ilya's signature works, the pictures and exhibition by Modest Mussorgsky. Now, it's been said on more than one occasion that Mussorgsky may be the most thoroughly Russian composer of his generation. Though his work habits were poor and his technique was something of a mess, Mussorgsky's music comes to us straight from the heart in a very special way. Once again, Ilya Yakushev. He does stay close to people of the country he is living in. Pictures at an exhibition has a lot of folk tunes, folk melodies. Of course, not without Hartmann's help, whose uh, paintings he used for that cycle. He stays very authentic, in my opinion, when he writes Russian folk music that was composed by him. It's not like he's using some tunes that, that were composed previously. He's the one who creates them, and he's very close to what I think Russian folk music should be. And his music speaks about that a lot. He's one of the composers that is very much down to earth, so to speak. When all other composers were very much high society and they were, they were you know, they, they had their exquisite tastes and their, their manners and all that. Mussorgsky was different, he was an exception. When you talk about harmonies, I would like to point out how different and how innovative the use of harmonies use of effects on the instrument. I'm talking about pictures in the exhibition, which was, of course, originally written for piano, and he never meant for it to be a, a, a symphonic suite. Actually, pictures at an exhibition was never even performed once during his lifetime, never published, which I find amazing because it's a grand piece, it's a grand work. A 30-minute piece for piano, when you don't have all that much written for piano, that's quite an accomplishment, quite a, probably for him it was quite a cycle that he really cared about a lot, especially because of it being composed for his late friend who suddenly passed at the age of 39. So in that piece, in that piece alone, and in, in Boris Godunov, and in, in other works by Mussorgsky, just compare how he works with the harmony, with, with musical material, and compare it, for example, to Rimsky-Korsakov who was around at that same time, mm -hmm. composing Scheherazade and stuff like that, which is very, very logical, very melodic, very... I mean, there's no, no shocks in that music. I, I, when I compare Mussorgsky and Rimsky-Korsakov and other composers that lived around that time, Mussorgsky, of course, was an innovator, totally. I don't know how much of that had to do with his use of drugs and alcohol, but, you know, it's, um, it's a fact that what he did really opened doors to people trying to discover new sounds, new ways of expression, new ways of how to use the instruments. And I think he was very much an innovator in that respect. I learned pictures when I moved to the States. And for the most part, that was because of my teacher, Vladimir Feltzman, who played that cycle a lot and still plays it. And um, I really loved one of the concerts I went to. And I decided to learn the piece. And you know, I, this is probably the piece I have played more than any other piece, probably over a hundred times, well over a hundred times, and it never gets old because of that genius, Mussorgsky's genius of how to. You're always uh, on that journey that doesn't get old. And let's now hear the pictures at an exhibition by Mussorgsky.
Ilya Yakushev is the pianist.
Thank you.
So this is where the size and craftsmanship of the Fazioli F308 really stands out. This was, of course, the solo piano version of Mussorgsky's Pictures and Exhibition, and yet it's almost as if we heard one of the orchestrated versions by Ravel or Rimsky-Korsakov. Such color, such clarity. And what a performance by Ilya Yakushev. And when this Grand Piano Series audience indicated that they'd like to hear a little more, Ilya Yakushev was happy to oblige.
Nocturne in C-sharp minor by Chopin, serving as an encore on this podcast from the Grand Piano Series. The pianist was Ilya Yakushev. A native of St. Petersburg, Russia, Mr. Yakushev now splits his time between his hometown and the United States. Winner of the 2005 World Piano Competition, he is equally at home in recital literature and the concerto repertoire, and his artistry has been featured all over the world. He is a graduate of Manus College in New York City and a student of the legendary Vladimir Feltzmann, who, I understand, lives just around the corner.
Ilya Yakushev with a second and final encore on this Grand Piano Series recital. That was the Sentimental Waltz, Opus 51, Number 6, by Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. And that wraps things up for us as well. Once again, we'd like to thank the Brooks and Joanne Fortune Family Foundation, the Larry and Judy Halpin Charitable Foundation, as well as our corporate season sponsors, Sixth Sense Dental and All Seasons Naples. And you can learn more about the Grand Piano Series when you visit www.grandpianoseries.com. There you'll find information on upcoming concerts and events, as well as information about auditioning for the series, plus volunteer and underwriting opportunities as well. Once again, the address is grandpianoseries.com. Milana Shrezova is the co-founder and artistic director of the Grand Piano Series with Raniero Tazzi. And for now, until next time, this is Mark Travis wishing you good health and good music.